on today's show, hear us say to know that you have the ability not to save your life, but yeah, to save yes. your own life. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, Sensei Michelle here with another program. And today we are so excited to be talking about kids in karate. Yes. Which, to be honest with you, is something I sort of talked about a long time ago when I was talking about how to pick out dojos. That's true, Sensei. So you can can go back to an archive episode on that one. There you go. Obviously, I'm here with Landon. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. And Sensei Jackie. Hey, everybody. So on today's show, I have Sensei Yoli. She is such an extraordinary karate person, such an extraordinary teacher, Mm. and such a wonderful mother. For sure. Too many things for me to name. Us, an extraordinary person. Hi, Sensei Yoli. Hi, Sensei. And an extraordinary child. Us. Named Camila. Hi. Hi, Miss Camila. Thank you for being here. She is a karate student, almost a brown belt in this January of 2021. Crazy. I remember, Camila, when you were a little white belt. (laughs) That was funny. You'll you'll hear why I'm talking about that later in the episode because I have a story. Oh, it's a teaser. That's the only like when the kids say to us, you know, a long time ago when I was young. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Us. Okay. So when Camila offered to be on the show, and thanks for that, Camila. You're welcome, Sensei. It's fun already. I decided that I would make the show about kids. So I started doing some research and I started searching around for information on the history of when children first begin training, like in large groups, in any kind of a dojo situation. There was nothing, guys. Nothing to be found. Wow. Weird, right? Very weird. So as usual, if you are out there and you have the answer to this question, Get in touch. Us. And just for something different, um, Landon, why don't you and Camila tell them how? Okay, Sensei. I know you guys are on Wildcat Dojo all over the web. That's correct, Camila. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and our webpage, all at Wildcat Dojo. Our webpage, wildcatdojo.com. And you can send us an email at dojoconversations at aol.com. And in case they don't know it, Dojo is spelled D-O-J-O. There you go, Camila. Thanks for reminding them. Thanks, guys. Now that we've got that out of the way, I'm going back to the idea of when children started training. So since I couldn't find anything, I came up with the idea of looking at some ancient timers. See what I did there? Uh, (laughs) That was funny, Sensei. Because we're the old timers. (laughs) I kind of get it. (laughs) I kind of get it too. Okay. Ancient timers. That's where I'm picking it up here. I looked back and I decided to see when some of them were training and what details were available. So we're going to start in my favorite way, round robin. We do love a good round robin, Sensei. So can I start? Please do. So do you guys remember the Ed Parker episode? It was a great one. Elvis, who could forget it, right, Miss Yoli? Us. Well, Ed Parker started as a karate kid. His dad put him in a judo dojo at age 12 in 1943. And in 1949, six years later, he received his black belt at age 18. That's pretty far back, right? It is, London. And I know you guys mentioned the man who invented judo a lot of times. Us. His name is Jiguru Kano. 
Well, he started his first class at age 15 in 1875. That's a long time ago. So, in other words, she beat Landon. <laughs> 1875 Us. is way before Us. 1943. So true. Way, way to, to go. Take it home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add that on one of our favorite podcasts, Gichin Funakoshi started his training while in primary school or elementary school. I don't know if you'll remember, so I'll add that his best friend's dad was Anko Asato, who taught Jigenru. Wow. That's a lot of facts. That's a lot of terminology right there. I love those facts. And I'm going to finish it up with talking about something that happened over 100 years after the Jiguro Kano incident (laughs) and say that I started karate in 1979. One of the dojos I went to at that early time really didn't take people under the age of 12. But all the people who trained, we trained in the same class, no matter what your age. So Mm -hmm. that's another take on children in karate. Wow, that's pretty cool, Sensei. You know what I thought might be interesting? Um, Landon, what age were you and Camila, what age were you when you started? Ooh. That's a good question. Camila, you want to start? Of course. I think I was probably around the age five or six. I can't remember, really. Well, I was five when I started karate, and I was actually looking back at old karate videos and pictures the other day. And it was from my either first stripe or second stripe promotion. And there's Camila, tiny Camila, um, standing there. And I said, oh, that's Camila. We can use that as one of our graphics, too. Oh, Oh, that'd be so so cute. Baby Camila. And younger Landon. Us. That was such a good idea, Sensei Yoli. Thank you for that. And it's also a good time for us to shout out And tell us, what age were you when you started training? Mm. Okay, I'm not answering that question. (laughs) And going going to the other side of the coin, I want to say, it's never too late to start, is it, guys? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I am that other side of the coin. You were a grown-up. I was a a grown-up when I started training. Do you remember somebody who was maybe the oldest person you've seen I remember one man who came through who I thought got his black belt in his late 70s. Wow, good yes. for him. Yes, really, really not any kind of a honorary thing or whatever. He he worked his tail off. Wow. I remember that guy, but we have a lot of people come into the dojos in their 50s, 60s, and early 70s. Us. It's not an uncommon thing. And I do think that karate is for everybody. That's Us. right. And it's not it's not just for if you're any age. Whatever it is, there will be a spot for you. Do you agree, Sensei Yoli? Yes, Sensei, I do agree. There is... Um... At any age, you can start and pick it up and just make it a part of your life. And any kind of physicality, too. All right, moving on, guys. I know you remember when I said I was looking for the history of children in karate. Us. Well, what I came across was a lot of opinions (laughs) on what style of karate is best for kids, what age is best to start your child, and are there any benefits to training as a child in a dojo? So I figured we'd throw our opinions into the fray. Us. Us. Let's start with what age is too young? What is your opinion on that, Sensei Yoli? Do you think there is an age that's too young? You know, Sensei, I have a toddler at home. And, you know, since I can remember, she's been copying Camila. So I don't think there is any age that is too young. But being a parent and bringing your child outside into an outdoor environment for them, I think anywhere between the age of three and four would be an appropriate age for them to start where they feel a little 
comfortable and confident being apart from their parent for, let's say, 15 to 20 minutes at a time? Yeah, that sounds about like how we do it. That is what we we do. do. We do not do it right now because we're all in COVID, guys. However, there are a few criteria that I've used in doing a pre-karate class because that age, no rank. Being competitive is a bad plan at that age. They're just finding their their way, right? They should be potty trained. And they should be capable of two-way communication. You know how when a child first learns to talk, you say to them, what is your name? And then they say, what is your name back to you? Yes. Yes. So they should be capable of two-way communication. That's the other really big criteria. So those are my only two big criteria. That's right. And and I think the parents also need to be made aware that it is pre-karate. Good one. Because once the child steps into the real karate class, that hour-long class, there are demands made on that child that you wouldn't demand in a pre-karate class. All right, let's push on. One of the other things they gave a lot of opinions about is what style would be best. And I'm going to start by saying this one. Back in the 1990s, I was approached, you know, as opposed to the 1890s (laughs) earlier, (laughs) to write an article for a parents magazine on how to pick a dojo for your child. Oh, well, I I bet that a parents magazine was around in 1890. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty neat. Us. Us. In the article, I said that although I do love goju karate, I don't think it really matters what style you put your child in. What matters is what the teacher is like. Us. I agree. Us. And I still stand by that all these years later. So let's round robin stuff you're looking for as a parent when you're trying to pick a dojo. And I think, Landon, you wanted to start this one out. Us, Sensei. One thing that I think is very important is that the teacher is able to draw the line between fun and discipline. Mixing the two together, I think, is really important because part of karate is the discipline and learning the karate and the self-defense. But what I also think is important is that the person has fun and making fun karate games like fun self-defense games. I agree. Mixing the two together is really important. And it is a hard line to to walk. Us. I think so. Us and say. Okay, since you're Jackie, what you got? Well, one of the things that I think parents are looking for is that we encourage our students to strengthen their self-control and to learn that self-control is not a negative word. It's something positive that we do. So this is a good time for us to mention that we do have our self-control songs on YouTube. They, yes. they are there. If you want to see little Landon singing and dancing, then you can go to our YouTube page. Just, just think before you, you do, do it. it. There's really nothing to it. I'm not in the blue shirt. <laughs> I use that with my kids, Sensei. It works. The songs are very important because it's a fun way to make self-control fun. Which really brings me to the positive feedback. Yes. You want to look for somebody who says, you got this right. Let's keep pushing, right? Yes. yes. Miss Yoli, what do you think? I think it's very important that you affirm the good behavior, the positive behavior. That way, the negative behavior is kind of put on extinction. It stops because you've encouraged them. And they like to see the encouragement. They like to hear from someone they look up to and model. I have had naysayers come to me and say, that's coddling. And I want to say... In all of my podcasts, if you've listened more than once, you know that I I will say that I get to the point somewhere between the age of 12 and 14, 
where you can start to say, this is how reality is going to work in your life. Mm -hmm. And they've already learned it from school, school politics, teams, team sports. So we're having a conversation that they are bringing a little background to. But I don't think that you need to be brutal to a six-year-old because you can. I agree with them. Okay. You know what, Miss Camila? I don't believe you told us what you thought might be a fun thing or an important thing for a parent to look for in a dojo. Do you have an idea? Well, if a parent were in a dojo and it was time for the senseis to teach the older people, the teenagers and the parents and all that other stuff, and maybe a child is still there, their parents should look for something that will entertain the child while the other parents are in class. Mm. Wow, that's a good one. And you were always such a good example of that. That's true. That is a good one. I remember doing coloring pages with you. Us. (laughs) She was such a great sports sensei. I was truly blessed. Definitely. Can I finish this one off with safety? You know, that is like my go-to thing here. Safety first, whether we're staying six feet apart for COVID, whether we're having strict rules about sparring. Whether we don't leave the room without a parent. Oh, good one. Yes. Right. Yes. Or, you know, have a teacher who can watch what's happening with all the different students in the room. It, it is tricky, but keeping safe is a really big deal. Blessing. You want a, a place that's going to do that. And with COVID, that's very important. With and without. That's insane. As a parent, that's one of the first things I look for when I go into the dojo. Is the environment safe? Do we have too many strangers roaming around? Exactly. Um, Any student environment where, you know, my children can be potentially at risk, I I don't allow them to stay. That's really, really good. I sure hope that people hear you on that. (laughs) Okay. You know I'm loving this. Ah. I'm going to keep it going by saying one of the questions I get a lot is if a parent is looking for a specific martial arts skill, they should just ask the teacher if they do that skill. And Camila, I think you're going to go first on this one. Am I correct? So sensei, I was thinking, do parents ever ask you if we compete a lot in the dojo? People do ask me about that a lot. It's one of the first things people ask me about. I would say in my dojo, Competition is not the only form of growth we use. We use all different kinds of adventures, including demonstrations, including outdoor workouts. So if you were a parent looking for a competitive dojo, I would not recommend mine. And I think that you probably also get the question of when is my child going to get promoted? Oh, good one. When are they going to become a black belt? Uh And I answer it exactly the same way as the other one. If that's your goal, you're in the wrong place because it's a long, slow process here not a two or three year process in our dojo. That was a good one, Landon. What what do you have? I think that focus is something that a lot of parents look for. Um, I definitely know that when I was coming into a dojo, focus was something that my parents were looking for with me. (laughs) So, (laughs) five-year-old Landon was all over the place. Still is. Um, And I do get asked about it. Will this help my child be able to focus? And the answer is, any dojo should be able to do that. Yes. Because the year old Landon of, is different than five-year-old Landon. The act of focusing teaches you how to focus. Us. That's right. And I also want to say that um, focus is a lifelong, what's the word I want there? It's a, um, it's a commitment. Project. It's a pro- project. I'll go with project. Thank you, Landon. It comes and goes depending on stress levels, Us. depending on the amount of sleep you got. 
But as long as you know how to work on it, giving the student the tools to work on it, that's really a big deal. So I like that one. Where are we? I think you're up, Ms. Fioli. Uh, sensei, um, I think that a skill that's important even for children to have is courage and the courage to stand up to talk when it's appropriate. If you know they encounter a situation where someone is bullying them, uh, knowing when to speak up and be louder so that they can cause attention for safety. Uh, I like that. Yeah, definitely. True. And we do get asked about that and a dojo will build courageousness. So that's good. For sure. And Sensei, just to go along with what Sensei Yoli is saying, do you get a lot of questions about parents who say, my child is becoming a bully? How can I temper that? What can I do about that? We do get that now and then. Have you ever seen that in your studies as well? In my teaching, I have had some parents ask me, yes. And you know what's interesting about that? It's not really, they're not 12. No, it's in the young, the very young karate classes in my daytime schools is where I often get it. And the parents will ask me to work on that with them a little bit. So that's interesting, isn't it? It is. It's so interesting to me that so much of it comes from the afternoon type programs, the after school programs. Well, right. And something more like when kids are together for a long time. I know that. Families. Us. Uh, (laughs) We're back to COVID. Ah! I'm going to finish it off with grappling. I do get a couple of questions about, do you do a lot of wrestling, rolling in your dojo? And I would say, we are not the dojo for you. Go to a jiu-jitsu school for that. For sure. Uh. So that'll take us through those. And I'm going to move us to the last part of our discussion because that was good stuff. Uh. What are the benefits of training? And we each have one, I believe, as uh. we have been all along. So where are you going to start me, Landon? I'll start us off with self-defense to tie in what Sensei Yoli said, building courage to know that you have the ability not to save your life, but yeah, to save your own life, but that you have the courage to know that you have the ability to save your own life. Good one. Keep it going for me, Sensei Yoli. I wanted to discuss physicality. I love that aspect of goju karate. It gets your body moving, gets the blood flowing. It encourages activity and coordination, and it gets those happy endorphins moving throughout and even afterwards. So you leave with feeling a a sense of accomplishment and energy. Us. I agree with that. Also, There's a a social aspect where we bring all sorts of people together. They're from all sorts of different backgrounds, and yet they all work together in the dojo. We are Yeah, I like that one. Ah, sensei. Okay, Miss Camila, what's your favorite thing that we do in the dojo? Well, I would say, like, punch the back to a friend or when when you're doing snake. The fun ones, they're even very teachable. Like, you could even get things out of that. Like if someone tried to trip you with the snake, when the snake is going under you, you just got to jump. When yeah, they right, right. If someone wants to smack you in the face, just duck. A little visual for our listeners. Our snake is made out of a pool noodle and Camila described it exactly. You either jump or you duck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to finish it up, guys, with meditation, which is also a form of focus, isn't it? Yeah, oh, sure. But- Most people connotate it to a quieter sense of focus, an internal quietness. And people are surprised that you get that from a dojo. Us. But you do. And it is clearly one of the benefits. Oh, for sure, Sensei. In fact, that is the one benefit that I've had three recent college students come back and say has been the most helpful in their college life. 
Hmm. after they've left the dojo and gone on to college. That ability to internally quiet themselves has been the most helpful. Hmm. Cool, right? Very awesome. cool. Okay, guys. Oh, I forgot to tell them in the beginning of the episode that we're going to finish this up with a little vignette. We taped it before COVID when we were all back in the dojo. So it has that nice, loud, big room sound to it. But don't let that put you off because it's funny. We ask kids all kinds of karate questions. And Camila, I'm sure you were one of them. We did it the same day we did the Chuck Norris jokes. So I'm going to play that right now. I hope everyone enjoys it. Okay, here, Coach. What's your favorite karate game? My favorite karate game is Fire Rope. Okay, Aris, is Sensei Michelle funny or mean? She is both. Nicholas, which do you think is the hardest thing we do in karate? Everything. Everything in karate is hard? Even the games? Well, not the games. Okay, well, what's your favorite game? All of them is my favorite. So, Bryce, do you remember the first day we ever met? Yes. And was that crazy? It was crazy. Did you get used to it? Yes. And now what's your favorite part of of karate? Kata, sparring, or self-defense, which we call good guy, bad guy? Sparring. Tyree, what's your favorite game, buddy? Good guy, bad guy. Okay. Okay, Jonathan, what's the hardest part of karate to you? Playing fire rope with a jump rope. That's the fun part, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how to do it. Oh, that's because you're learning how. I get it now. Very smart. Okay, Miss Layla, what do you like best? Kata, sparring, or good guy, bad guy, which is what we call self-defense? Self-defense. Okay, Miss Alexandra, am I funny or am I mean? You're a little mean and you're a little funny. Okay, Miss Camila, what's your best game? What do you like best? Snake. That's a good answer. Okay, Miss Robin, would you like to tell that scary memory? You were at the... I was at the Shio and someone punched me really hard on the stomach when I was sparring. And you lived. Yeah. Okay, Miss Sabrine, what is the hardest part of Friday, in your opinion? Memorizing katas. Wasn't that great? Oh, that was a great day. (laughs) Congratulations to all of you who finally made it to the air. Boy, I waited a long time, almost a year on that one. And it's time for us to start our goodbyes. But before we get to goodbyes, I have to do... Honor Athletics, of course. So listen, they're a karate store. They're a small business. Please support them at honorathletics.com. Or 770-945-5150. And don't forget, when you're checking out, mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. And on that note, Camila, I had so much fun with you being on the show today. Did you enjoy yourself? Uh, Yes, Sensei, I did. And Miss Yoli, I can't thank you enough for helping me put this together. Thank you for the adventure, Sensei. Hey, we're going to try to do another one someday, okay? Us. Sounds great. (laughs) See? You'll become one of our regulars. That'll be so cool. (laughs) Now we're going to do the goodbye. Start me out, Landon. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. And I'm Sensei Michelle, signing off. Bye-bye for now. Goodbye. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.